2: Welcome to the program. It's Thursday. It's the date day edition, and I can already tell it's going to be a great program because just as we're getting ready to go in the air, a loved one from my life came running into my office and brought me from Georgetown a dozen Round Rock donuts. Jesus loves me, Paula.
3: He has been loving you for a very long time, Pastor Ron. You just didn't know.
2: (laughs) Well, welcome to the program. As I said, it's Thursday. That means Paula's live in studio on the date-day edition of the program. We'd love to have your phone calls. If you're here and you need any encouragement... Paula woke up today, and the Lord said, encourage the people, and he gave her some words that she's going to share. So if you need any encouragement, if you have any questions today, is today call 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, that's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can also use our free Calvary Chapel mobile app and send them in that way. If you're driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just push one button. It says call now, and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. One more time, three four zero, ninety five eighty five. Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. I say that, but I've been hanging with you all day.
3: Mm-hmm, but I, I wasn't at the show with you, so it, that's apropos. That's pretty perfect, perfect language there, Pastor Ron.
2: So, what's on your heart today?
3: Well, as I woke up this morning, um, the Lord was saying, "Martha, Martha." <laughs> but it's going. I'm going to be reading from Luke ten. Uh, and I'm, I'm going with the New Living Translation.
2: If now, before you get there, okay. I, I I know people have been wondering your comments on Myra Joe's Sweet Summer Devotion Monday first.
3: It's my show, Pastor Ron. This is how I was going to do it. But all right, <laughs> I will, uh, you know, let me see. I wasn't really organized for that yet, but here we go. Uh, Myra Joe was amazing and awesome, and I loved it. And um, You know, in every one of the Sweet Summer Devotions thus far, and I was saying um, how even from last year right on into this year, every one of these Sweet Summer Devotion speakers says this speaking of the Holy Spirit, God the Father, Jesus, um, He was always there. Always there. And so, yes. she, she started off saying that Jesus has insane love for her in spite of the fact that she had made a profession of, of making dumb decisions. And, um, yeah, life got harder and harder and harder. Um, <clears throat> and she, she was saying that, uh, the Lord was saying, I'm here every time, or I've been here every time you felt alone. You were made for more. You know, and and that he sees the destruction um, in her life that was becoming so deep, um, so dark that on her own she may not have found her way out of it, and so he allows that deep darkness to become evident and allows you to see it. Hmm. So he sent others um, into her life to say <laughs> uh, hello you're on your way to hell, you aren't doing well, you don't look good at all, Um, it's time for you to stop and turn around because you know the truth. Now, everybody needs to go and and watch, not just listen, but watch um, Myra Jo as she's speaking about her testimony, and the goodness, the faithfulness of God. And then at the very end, we put up a picture of her when she was dead. I mean, you could see the death everywhere, and then you can um, now compare it to who she is now, alive in Christ. And the difference is stark. And I'm so glad I kind of started that many years ago um, where... um, I want to take a picture of people before they're saved, and then have a picture of them after they're saved, because people just haven't been believing me.
2: I remember once at a ladies' conference you did, you took a really blown-up picture of one of the ladies that you traveled with.
3: Yeah, who will be one of the most Oh oh, oh, speakers this year. That's right. Mm -hmm.
2: But you put this big picture of her up before she was saved, and she looked terrifying. Yeah. Not, not just dead she looked she was scary <laughs> yeah she was scary but but saved and and this of course is a young woman who's been with us now for mm-hmm. 20 years yeah and serving god so faithfully and fruitfully yeah. so yeah. um that's a good good thing
3: I, I love it love it love it because you get to really see um the power of god the the, the holy spirit when when he indwells because um one who dies without jesus Um, we've seen when people die without jesus well that's what myra joe looked like only she was still upright walking around and talking Mm -hmm. and um
2: dead but didn't know it
3: yeah to see the difference just it was just stark you could have just seeing those two pictures you could say god is really real and so anyway um So uh, his grace, she was saying, will push you off that fence of one foot in, one foot out, or are you really real or are you really not? He will push you off that fence, you know, onto your proverbial rear end to let you know I'm real, and so is hell. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, and, and we all know that people are the way they are for a reason, you know, and... She had been sexually abused three times, um, the first time by a, a friend's brother. Um, and then that just kind of started to spiral downward. Um, but the thing I was thinking, sin is insane, too, because she said she even went to Bible college, raising a good home. Christian parents, no issues, you know, as far as they taught the right thing. So she, quote, unquote, knew um, and But that she even went to Bible college, not even a Christian, even though she was telling other people for years that she was saved. But she went to Bible college to get away from her parents or her home because, you know, living in light when you really are in the darkness is very uncomfortable. Yeah, it is. But again, how insane a sin that she would... Go to Bible college? You think there's less light there than... Yeah, so, anyway, God has a a great sense of humor. I think uh, he just said, you know, you're going to be so accountable. (laughs) And I love you so much that I'm just going to keep pouring the truth into you. Whether, you know, you can put your fingers in your ear and go, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to listen. But the Holy Spirit has his way. And, um, you know, her lifestyle... Again, I don't want to tell her whole story. I yeah. want people to really go and watch. Go and watch and listen.
2: She, she was. She, uh, I've gotten as many comments from her, "Sweet Summer Devotion," and a couple of things I'll tell you about later that, okay. that's kind of happening in the background of this that are spectacular, okay. um, um, as perhaps any of the others. And it's just, uh, it's, it's just because it glorified God in, in the whole process. Sure did. Now we got another "Sweet Summer Devotion" coming up Monday. Mm-hmm. Who's next on deck?
3: Um, let me just say one more thing before okay. um, because when Jesus is chasing and you're refusing to be caught everybody out here that's going to hear my voice and, and Mary Joke said this too, there's absolutely no peace and you know it
2: Yeah. and you know it you can pretend but it yeah it isn't fooling anyone yeah. most of all it's not fooling God
3: yeah. um, next on deck is uh, Vicki Miller Actually, She wants to go by Miller, and so she's, she's up next. And another thing that each one of these ladies this year so far have said, and I don't know, and I don't want to put words in any of the other girls that are coming up, but God had already prepared them for me to come to them before even asking them. And in particular with Vicki, she had already been working on her testimony Two weeks prior to me coming to her and asking, and it was one of those, oh, my goodness, God really did speak to me. <laughs> <laughs> but they've all said that, that the Lord had prepared them uh, or be prepared, you know, so when I came, they weren't shocked. So that's, what
2: happen, that's what happens when you pray and when you're in the Word. God mm-hmm. speaks to your heart. Yep. Let's go to a phone call, Paula, before okay. we uh, before I actually officially turn the show over to Yeah, you. thank you so much. <laughs> We've got Anthony calling from Seguin. Anthony, thanks for calling. You're on the air.
1: Hey. Hey, God bless you, Pastor Ron. And now, how are you doing? It's been a long time since I've talked to you all. We're doing well. Yeah. Um, just really, really, really quick. Um, I just want to thank God. Um, uh, after four years of, of going through a very difficult time, I thought that I had gone through the worst of it, but this this past year has been the worst. And uh, just to make a long story short, I thank God that I finally killed the religious dragon that was following me everywhere I went. Um, I finally broke down the... Um, uh, and i went against my pastor's rules though i i don't i don't i i never i'm not encouraging for you to do that that's not what i'm encouraging but when it comes to your life and your well-being i think there's times where god i just think that god just is aware of what he did because what i needed in my life i did not know uh, I, you know, I had oper- that operation that almost killed me, you know, four years ago and had the colostomy bag and then I have uh, spinal stenosis, which is making me uh, uh, um, uh, paralyzed slowly. So I had a lot of things that I'm still dealing with. but. Uh, it brought me to depression and anxiety which I didn't want to deal with because religion told me that Christians don't get depression Christians don't get anxiety and they're not supposed to take medications for that they're not supposed to see doctors for that but finally I can say me I'm a much I'm in a much better place now because I finally killed that dragon and uh, I went to a to a counselor who sent me to a therapist to to talk about my depression and my anxiety, and I thank God because it was a godsend. Because she turned out to be a Christian therapist, and I'm talking about a word—the word Christian therapist. I mean, she goes by the word. Of course, she she does her therapy, but she helped me, and I thank God that I'm on the way. I'm on the road you know, to getting better. I know God is gonna finish the the work in me because I do feel a lot better than I have in years. And I thank God for that. And I know that it was only God that did that. Now, like I said, I may be wrong. Some people may disagree with me, but this is what felt right for me. And I, like I said, I didn't call to get anybody's opinion. I just wanted to call to give thanks to God for that. Because y'all know the situation I was in, if y'all remember. Yeah, I I was pretty bad. Now I am nowhere near that. I'm praising God every day. And the second reason I called is I wanted to know if you could clear up one scripture for me that is... Has bothered me since I heard somebody say Matthew 18 uh, where it says whatever you uh, bind on earth or bound in heaven it should be bound in heaven whatever you loose on earth should be loosed in heaven I heard a preacher say one time what he was talking about was riches and I don't agree with that because it doesn't go no. anywhere before it or after does it talk about anything of that could you I'm going to hang up the phone. Could you maybe expound on that and tell me what exactly does that mean? Because I do not know what it means. What does it mean by whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven?
2: I can do that, Anthony, and thank you very, very much. Uh, As you're listening, I want to say to you, Anthony, uh, in all the years you've been calling the radio program, um, all of the prayers have gone up for you. It is such wonderful news to hear you sounding better yes. and sounding more discerning and sounding more um, mature in your faith than at any time uh, in the past. So God bless you, dear brother, mm-hmm. and and we are thrilled for what God is doing. Mm-hmm. The next time somebody, pastor or not, tells you that Christians don't have depression and Christians don't need meds and Christians this and Christians that, uh, that's a pastor who isn't caring for your soul. Uh, that's a pastor who's trying to rip it away. And and that may not be his intent, but that's what bad teaching does. Um, we're humans. Um, I don't like the idea, and we've discussed this in the past, Anthony. I don't like the idea that the first thing that people do is turn to meds without first turning to Jesus. You never did that. Um, but, you know, sometimes you need help, and there are people to show you the way. And God bless to your your uh, therapist who loves Jesus. And uh, I, I'm sitting here with a big smile on my face. I couldn't be more thrilled for you. Um, you really, really sound healthy, and for that I'm glad. I know I don't mean this physically healthy, because I know you're still going through some things. But um, um, what a a thrill that is to hear. So thank you for for sharing. Mm -hmm. Uh, The passage in Matthew 18, uh, you're right, Anthony, this has nothing to do with riches, has nothing to do with um, some of the other silly nonsense that that bad teaching um, says that it does. Uh, We have to look at the context. Um, uh, Verses 15 through 18 in Matthew chapter 18, uh, this is a a context that's often misunderstood uh, as it deals with discipline, not just discipline in the church. Um, In fact, verse 17 uh, is the first time the word church is used in the New Testament. Um, it, it's it's discipline um, between between two Christians or, or if somebody sins against you go and show him his fault just between the two of you if he doesn't listen take one or two others along as witnesses uh, if he refuses to listen to them then tell it to the church and by that it doesn't mean go gossiping around the church but it just means that, that we need to pray for this man and we need to pray for this woman uh, because they sinned against me I've gone to them and they won't so pray for for them. This is an idea going to restoration. And then when it gets to verse 18 and Jesus says verily, verily, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. He's talking in the context of this discipline. So he's talking specifically about the behavior. If in fact the church permits sin um, then, then 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 God will let that sin have its way. but but if you stop the sin and that 's what he means by binding it, if you bind on earth the sin, if you deal with the sin in the body of Christ then god 's going to be with you, and it 's going to be bound in heaven if you permit it on earth then they 're going to permit it from heaven so that 's the context, and that 's all that it means. It has nothing whatsoever to do with money or or any other silly nonsense. Again, this is a passage that is so badly misunderstood um, that we actually ignore it in churches we follow we let uh, sin go unchecked. Uh, we will we'll listen to somebody who yells and screams at their family, and nobody will go up in and love and, and tell them, you got to do those things. Mm-hmm. We owe it to the people uh, that we call our brothers and sisters. We owe it to them to say, wait a minute, Christians really shouldn't behave that way. I know you're angry, but that's flesh, so why don't we make this right now? Mm-hmm. And that's what it means to bear one another's burdens and to, to, to go alongside your brother or sister instead of just, you know, kind of, ooh, boy, he's having a bad day and, and letting it go. We need to care for one another. Yeah. And if you do that, you're doing God's work. So, Math, uh, Anthony, that's exactly what Matthew 18, yeah. uh, verse 18 means.
3: Again, in Myra Joe's um, testimony, she was going to church this whole time, living a wrong lifestyle. And other people found out, and other people in the churches that she and this other woman were going to said, we notice that you're not living as Christians, and so either straighten up or we're going to have to put you out of the church. And, you know, you think, oh, that's so harsh, you know. And yet, that's those are the very things that helped to bring them, well, Myra Jo, anyway, to her senses. But if a church says, oh, it's okay, you know, we're just loving people, and loving is accepting, which is not loving, um, where would she be today? Yeah, still on her way to hell, still dead, dead, dead. And she was getting to that place of hopelessness, and that's where the enemy wanted to keep her so Mm -hmm. that he could... Totally take her out.
2: I know that very few people listen, Paula. But, but but this pastor's heart has always been that that we don't love people the way we claim we do if we're not correcting them. I don't mean judging and pointing fingers, yeah. but I mean going to somebody and say, I, I, "My heart is breaking for you." Yeah. Uh, you're drinking too much. You're, you're you uh, Somebody, you were smoking marijuana. You're, mm-hmm. you're living with somebody you're not married to, and you mm-hmm. claim to be a believer. You yeah. can't do those things, yeah. Yeah. and we don't do it because we we want everything to go nicely for us. We don't want anybody to reject us, mm-hmm. uh, when in fact we're the ones rejecting them if we let them.
3: Yeah, many, many, many years ago now, um, I, I saw in our church uh, an inappropriate, like. You know, kind of relationship. Nothing was really going on, but you know, it's one of those things where all that can't be. You know, and you just kind of, I just kind of closed my eyes to it. You know, and yet the Lord was like, "You should go ask." You know, just, just out of curiosity. You know, I'm feeling this. I'm kind of seeing something going on. Is anything going on? And I didn't. And sure enough, something was going on, and it blew up later but you know how many more months earlier had i said something would would the blow up not have happened yeah. and so i don't want that to ever be the case and i don't want to be the holy spirit police saying oh, i have discernment you know i'm you know i i can see this but if he's prompting me um more than once more than three times actually <laughs> um i want to be sure to go and say hey I, I don't want to be judging you, but I'm kind of feeling something. I'm seeing something else, too. Is there something going on? And give that person an opportunity to say no. And if they're lying, you know, then the Lord will work with that. But if they say no and there's nothing, then I want to be able to be free. Of my responsibility to say no. I gave them an opportunity. So.
2: And that's what it means to love people, so let's do that. Let's go to line one and talk with Bill from Lavernia. Bill, thanks for calling. You're on the air.
1: Hey, uh, Pastor Ron and Paula, good to hear from you all again. Uh, I wanted to, uh, I've heard portions of Paula's testimony, and it was very intriguing what she was saying, but yet enlightening to know that the battle that people are facing out there, and you just can't hardly believe it, aside from Jesus and knowing what you're knowing, kind of like not in my backyard thing, but you know what, it is, the struggle is real for a lot of people. Uh, mm-hmm. Where would I find that testimony of Paula's that I could share with other people, the other young ladies, and, and even my wife? I was just trying to explain it to her, and I said, I don't even know that I can explain it. You just need to hear it. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's great. Thank you, Paula. Why don't you answer his question?
3: Yeah. Hi, Bill. Um, now, it's you and your wife who's going to be doing the young people's ministry, right? Yes, yes, ma'am. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you can. I. I had never done my testimony until, let me see. Last fall. So if you go to calvarysa.com, and go to women's events. I think it's it's a blue background, <laughs> but it's the women's fall luncheon of 2017. I. I'm pretty sure. Okay.
2: So we and that's my to special events, women's events, mm-hmm. and uh, it's the women's fall luncheon, and, and you'll you'll see yeah. it.
3: Or you can call the office at um, area code two one zero six five eight eight three three seven, and they'll tell you.
1: <laughs> All right, as you can, like as you can tell, Bill, putting that together.
2: Thanks, uh, Bill. Thanks, as Bill. Thanks, Bill. Uh, right, you too. too. As you can tell, as everybody can tell, we're not very techy.
3: Yeah, so uh, I'm looking at, I think it's I'm a actually, blue background. And, and, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't help anybody, but it makes sense to me.
3: The producer's trying to give me some cues over here, so he's helping me out.
2: Um, yeah, so. our, our, I, I'm told our website's pretty easy to navigate, yeah. so it shouldn't be too hard to find.
3: Yeah, yeah, praise the Lord. God bless you guys. Hope you. Hope you get something from that
2: paul <laughs> <laughs> you know my testimony is on the front page but but you you have not done that until mm-hmm. the lord really put that in your i remember how nervous you were
3: i was terrified um, because the first time i was asked to do it i was not prepared you know i had taught i already had my four or three uh teachings when i was away at another church and they said between the first and the second teaching Hello, excuse me, but in the second teaching, could you just share your testimony? And, you know, the Lord had told me before, if they ask, you say yes. So I said yes, and I was like, I don't want to do it, you know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so it, it turned out okay. And then uh, it just started happening where too many ladies were asking, what's your testimony? And so there it is on the websites. Um, you know what, I was wanting to say one more thing to, with Anthony. Um, because, Anthony, I, we have others who, and I have people in my own family who um, needed medication. Uh, you know, they were just not chemically balanced. And uh, uh, a pastor told one of them, hey, if you have enough faith, um, you won't need that stuff. Well, their life got way worse. Yeah. And so... Bless your heart for wanting to rightly represent the Lord. Sometimes
2: we pastors need to shut up. You
3: know, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> We've got 30 minutes left on the day-to-day day edition of the program, and I really am going to turn the program over to Paula at the top of the mm. the, the next half hour. 340-9585. We'll be back in two minutes.
0: Back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh.
2: Welcome back to the second half of the date-day edition of the program, 340 95 not a fan. I got my to at three four zero ninety five eighty five, or you can call toll free at eight seven seven six three zero K S L R. We've been Palm. in
3: Texas a long time, baby. You getting it?
2: I don't think I've ever said y'all until <coughs> just then to say I've never said it.
3: <laughs> hey, I had a, a, a call or a text um, about the show. And I try to keep my eye on that in case anything really seriously comes up. So, But Natasha called to say, Mama, you've got to tell them, too, that each one of the Sweet Summer Devotion speakers this year, in the midst of all of their stuff, you know, while the Lord is wooing them to himself, he gave each one of them a song
2: in their heart.
3: They each had a new song to sing. And so I think that's really sweet of the Lord as well. So, okay.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Natasha. For that.
3: Mm-hmm. Thank you, Natasha. My, that she's she's our good good pastor's wife. Well. <laughs> the rest of us we're saved, but she's the good one.
2: Yeah. She she she's just, I think the nicest person on planet Earth. Yeah. I, I don't I don't. She's never been even mildly. Yeah. Upset or. Uh-huh. She's just nice.
3: right? Yeah, the nicest one. I want to hang with her. And when we're all together, we go, Natasha, you go talk to them. (laughs) (laughs) They'll like you.
2: Okay, how did you wake up this morning? It's your show.
3: This is how I woke up this morning. (laughs) And I'm just going to read the whole thing. Uh, Luke 10, and I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. You know, you kind of were going toward ESV, but now you're going towards New Living Translation. Yes. I like the New Living Translation, too.
2: For the New Testament, especially. It's mm. very good.
3: Okay, so starting in verse 38, it says, As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sit here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha. In other words, it says Martha, Martha. I kind of like that part better. (laughs) My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. And so as I was waking up and, you know, in the other one of the others, uh, it says she has chosen what is better or has chosen the better part. You know, and um, and and what I wrote next to that is J.B.W.J., you know, (laughs) and for anybody who's been listening to you for a long time like me, um, that's that means just be with Jesus. And so Mary discovered. You know, just being with Jesus, um, being in His presence, there is fullness of joy. You know, and Martha, you know, like we can we can get busy and start doing all of these things, and um, we can we can ignore because we get distracted. We can ignore um, the one thing worth being concerned about. But as I was kind of laying there, I'm doing my stretching before I can get out of bed. You know, because I'm old. Um, <laughs> stuff started coming to my mind and i really do think that was the enemy trying to distract me from what the lord really was trying to say and do and so these thoughts of oh man um jesus prefers mary over martha and you know and, and those thoughts of well why can't you be like mary or you know why can't you be smart enough To sit still and be like Mary, you know, and I was like, oh man, and and it was kind of one of those things where I had to kind of when you have a nightmare, we've been talking about this, you kind of to shake yourself out of it Mm -hmm. because it seems so real. And so I shook myself out of it, and it was like the Lord said, "Um, Paula, remember, you didn't choose me; I chose you, you know, and I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name and he he, you know when he says i chose you because you know after all paula you're unique and special that's my favorite word unique and so it was kind of like the lord was saying don't don't listen to the enemy don't listen to the lies um, of the enemy and as I was really kind of pondering this and really, really working hard to be in his presence where there is fullness of joy, Um, when he is saying, I chose you, I wrote down, his choice equals he considers me precious. You know? Um, Yesterday when um, David called, and, you know, we we always know that people are the way they are for a reason. Well it's the first time he he had told us that he had been bullied. You know, and, and um you just think, man, you hear those voices and things that people have said and people have done to you for he said in his in his school day age, you know, and if you don't really fight that battle, the bully continues. It may not be those same said people, but the bully then becomes um the devil himself, like he was trying to distract me from the sweet time I was having with the Lord, um, because of thoughts I was I was having.
2: You know, Paula, when we fall into that trap, letting the devil lie to us, um, whether it's somebody like David who called yesterday, or or um, the enemy continually bringing up your your background, the, the things that people have said or done to you, um, you always say you're not smart enough, you're not good enough, you're not thin enough, you're not pretty enough, all those things mm-hmm. that, that, that the enemy lies about. Uh, when we buy into that, we end up bullying ourselves. Yeah, We're our own worst enemy because we've chosen to believe the lies that people have said to us, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the lies the devil has shouted, instead of the things that God has said, you are more than conquerors mm-hmm. through him who loved you. Um. Uh, you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength.
3: Mm-hmm. My favorite. Um, you are beautiful, all all beautiful. You are my darling. There is yeah. no flaw in you. And yet the enemy comes along and says, "And you call yourself a Christian, yeah. or you messed up again." And you know, really, are you saved or what kind of a thing? And um, you're never going to measure up to Jesus. He's going to always prefer Mary over you, Martha. And it was like, whoa, man, the enemy is powerful.
2: Yeah, and see, that's not, of course, what Jesus said at not all. Not at all,
3: huh?
2: He he loved Martha as much as he loved, uh, and Martha's a New Testament hero. Yeah. Uh, Martha's the one who said, "Lord, I believe that that He will live in the resurrection." Yeah. Yeah. And and she got to hear Jesus say, "I am the resurrection." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Mary, as you know, Paul, Mary of Bethany is one of my favorite New Testament characters. We see her three times in the New Testament, and every time she's at the feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Three times she's at the feet of Jesus. That, that's a characteristic of her life, and that's how she was able to identify the better part. Jesus is here. Yeah, I could be bustling and hustling and trying to get things ready, mm-hmm. but if I did that, I'd miss being at his feet. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the battle that we all have to fight. Especially, many times women are so Mm Martha-like that their value, at least from their perspective, is determined by what they do. What they do. Instead of Jesus looking and saying, "No, Martha, Mm -hmm. your value to me is who you are."
3: Yeah, because Jesus didn't say, "I don't," you know, "I need a three-course meal." Remember, He said, "I came to serve, not be served." So this, all this that she was going through, was her in her own strength doing what she thought would would please the Lord instead of what really pleases him is there's only one thing worth being concerned about
2: you know if you ask Jesus uh, as as he entered the house what would you prefer a, a really nice meal in a clean house or would you prefer me just sitting down listening to every word that comes from your mouth? Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, that's easy. Take a seat.
3: Yeah, yeah. And he could have made his own peanut butter and jelly sandwich. He could have made his own three-course meal right there, like, I need something, and boom, it'd be right there. He didn't need her. You
2: know what would have been great in this hustling. story? What? If Jesus just would have, say, snapped his fingers uh-huh. and the house was clean and everything fixed.
3: He needs to Martha. come over to our
2: house. Huh? <laughs> Martha, Jesus. I don't, Jesus, come I don't on. need Jesus. If you listen to me, I'll take care of this.
3: Yeah, yeah. And he's so good because he can make, he can do that. We can pray.
2: Well, you said to me this morning <laughs> when we woke up and you yeah. shared this with me, you said, uh, I get to encourage people today. At least I hope it's encouraging. Mm-hmm. How were you hoping this would encourage our audience today?
3: Just to be able to rest at Jesus' feet, not be so concerned with Again, um, being like anybody else, you're unique and you're special. Um, it's Jesus who is at work in you to will and to to do for his good pleasure. It's not... Um, his, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And so it's not a matter of, you know, doing... Yeah, we want to be at church to encourage other people, to hear from God. But it's not... Um, I can't drink, I can't smoke, I can't do this, I can't do... It's not that. It's, let me sit at the feet of Jesus and learn who he is. Let him tell me how much he loves me so that I will know. Like he told me, he said, Paula, remember, you didn't choose me. I chose you, baby. I chose you because I love you. Not for anything, because you really don't, if you know the truth, you really don't have anything to offer me. (laughs) I'm complete and sufficient Paula but i choose to love you because i want to you don't have to jump through hoops you don't have to perform you just get to be you and, and just be with me and i'm going to convince you i pray if you stay close to me how much i love you and so that's what i want to encourage people with you know Bill called again, and my counsel to them the other day was, let these young people know how valuable they are to Jesus. If when we really, truly get that, everything else falls into place.
2: Yeah. I was sharing this with you, Paul, on the, the plane in Mexico City. Um, actually, from you Durango. About
3: the plane ride because I wasn't with you.
2: Okay, yeah, but but I mean we were sharing about the plane ride. Mm-hmm. But uh, actually, we got on the plane in Durango uh, very early in the morning. Everybody's kind of droopy, and you know had to get up really really early. <laughs> um, but but uh, we we kind of helped out these um, this young couple, and they had the, the daughter with them. Um, we had, we moved seats so they could all sit together. Mm-hmm. And so we just started talking to him. Turns out the guy is a believer. They've been saved about seven years, um, and God really saved their marriage in the process of all this. And uh, he has a ministry called Most High Ministries, and uh, he goes into schools and um, and and really the schools view it as motivational speaking. Um, he's trying to find sort of a back door to share Jesus, and what Jesus says to him. Uh, you know what, what the school say to him is: you can't say God, you can't say Jesus, you you can't tell people about heaven, those kind of things. And and we were laughing. How do you how do you motivate anybody without being able to tell them about Jesus? Um. But he said, you know, if I can just make people love themselves more. And I said to him, uh, his name was Miguel. I said, Miguel. It's not about loving ourselves more. We don't have a problem with that. We sure
3: don't. The
2: the focus needs to be on learning how much he loves us. Mm -hmm. We love him only because he first loved us and learning how valuable we are to him. And that's the key. It's not self-esteem. It's not uh, I've got to be good to me. We we spend all of our time being good to us. Mm -hmm. But our focus needs to be on just how much he loves us. Mm And Mary of Bethany got that, and none of the other ladies that hung around Jesus seemed to get it as much as she did. Now Mary Magdalene might have been close, but none of the other ladies seemed to get it quite as much as as Mary of Bethany. And as it turns out, because Mary's pattern of life was being at the feet of Jesus, listening to him, um, she had insight that even the, the the disciples who would be apostles didn't have when it came time for Jesus to go to the cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what happens when you're sitting at the feet of Jesus. You understand how much He loves you and then you really, really begin to love Him and you begin to have insight into His plan for you, His His own heart. Um, you don't question His goodness when things that you don't understand happen. Uh, it, it's just very simply, He really is crazy about me.
3: Yeah. And he proved it, you always say this, he died on the cross.
2: And he didn't stay dead.
3: And he didn't stay dead. And now he's alive with us and he's just like, come on, we got a lot of fun things to do today. You get to um, hang out with me and I'm going to hang out with you.
2: You said, you said precious earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I've shared this in the, with the audience before, but, but uh, a long time ago um, after I got saved, I, I remember a day I was a little frustrated with you. I don't remember why, it's not important. But I just—I started. Yeah, I was wrong. I started to go take a walk with the Lord, so I don't say anything that I'm afraid of. And but 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 Lord, that woman you gave me, she said this, and why did you do that? And and He stopped me dead in my tracks. And He said, "Do you mean precious?" And I said, "No, I'm talking about Paula." Oh, you mean precious? (laughs) That's how He let me know that was His name for you. And then just when I was complaining about you, here's what he said to me. He spoke so clearly to my heart. He said, you mean the one who prayed for you for 13 years? And was only and always wanted the best for you that precious? Mm-hmm. And I knew I lost the argument right there. There's no point in him bringing it up. But, but you see, that's what happens when you spend time with the Lord.
3: Yeah. Don't worry, Pastor Ron. I get those same kind of frustrations sometimes as well. But well, not you, with
2: me, certainly. Well,
3: you know, and then the Lord reminds me. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the Lord reminds me. You mean the gift I gave you? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Oh, are you complaining about the gift I gave you? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, you just get your perspective right. Yeah. Um, and... All as well, you have to get your eyes off of self. You know, um, no human being can can meet our needs, and so only Jesus can. And so every once in a while, even I think pastors and their wives can get their eyes off of uh, the prize and onto themselves and one another, and uh, we have to just recalibrate. You know, that lady in the car when you're on GPS, <laughs> you make the wrong move, she goes uh, recalibrating. Yeah i want to get one that says if you don't listen to me i am never talking to you again but that's not our jesus i I
2: always hear her go (laughs) before she i told you to go back there and you didn't go
3: (laughs) Uh, the other thing talking about precious i haven't thought of this song in like forever where it says jesus loves the little children all the children of the world red brown yellow black and white they are precious there's that word again. Precious in His sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. So, anyway, that's how my morning started. I think that's a pretty good start, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus won too, because that that battle in my mind, our thoughts, again, our thoughts that come can just, oh yeah, I can't believe she said that. Or oh yeah, I can't believe he did that. You know, and you just go, and then Jesus says, He loves Mar- Mary better than Martha. <clears> hmm. <throat> She's sitting at His feet all the time and. I'm more like Martha, so he must be, like, mad at me or something. So, you know, and the Lord said, no, that's not Uh, it. Let
2: me say one more thing about the Mary Martha story because I think it's important. Okay, good. Too much of our Western Christianity is focused on our performance. Uh, If we do good, Jesus is happy with us. If we mess up a little bit, Jesus is frustrated or angry with us. Uh, i got to do better. i got to do more. Mm-hmm. And and you know what? None of that matters to the Lord. What matters is being with Him. Now, when you're with Him, you're going to do what He's called you to do and what He's gifted you to do. Mm-hmm. But the point is, as long as you try in your own strength, and when Paul says that we're to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, first of all, it's not that we're to work for our salvation with fear and trembling, but we're to work it out. The only way we can do that is to have the fear of the Lord and the, the love of Christ dwelling in us is where we want to be with him, and we're working it out all the while he's actually the one doing the work. Mm-hmm. And I love that because I can't mess up if he's doing the work. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's, you know, there's God bless Marthas, but a Martha doing it for the wrong reasons, with her heart in the wrong place. There's no value. There's no reward for doing those things. Somebody else might say, oh, that was great. Thank you. But you know where your heart is. You know what you were doing, whether it was to please the Lord. We have a view, said to to me many times, we're getting ready for women's retreats or women's events. We've got our ladies' fall luncheon coming up in Mm -hmm. September, Mm -hmm. uh, not too distant from here. And, And you've got a group of ladies that just sort of take over. And put things together, and they're working with all of their hearts as unto the Lord, and it always turns out beautifully, mm-hmm. but but they're, the reason it does is because they're doing it for Him, mm-hmm. and they're doing it with Him. Yeah. I think sometimes in our flesh we forget that, well, i got to do this, i got to impress people, I want everybody to say how nice it was. You know what, the ladies that do so much here, Paula, in events like that, they don't ever look for anybody to say thank you. Yeah. Not only do the ladies,
3: not only the ladies, so many of their husbands um, just come alongside them, you know, because there's a lot of heavy lifting and uh, getting up on ladders and stuff. And you should see the number of men.
2: Who, At the ladies' fall engine, they serve. Oh, my goodness, yes. And cook. They surely do. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, well, we got John from Universal City on line one. John, thanks for calling. You're on the air.
0: Hi, Pastor Ron. How are you doing?
2: We're doing great, John. Thank you.
3: Hi, uh, I have a question.
1: Love you. Hi, Paula. I'm sorry. How are you? <laughs>
2: That's
3: okay. Um, Hi.
1: This, this, this is an absolutely serious question, even though it's going to sound like it's not. But is it possible for a person to be mean-spirited and unkind and still be saved?
2: Yes, unfortunately it is possible, um, but John, that's a person who is uh, walking in the flesh, living according to the flesh, hanging around the things of the flesh, and somebody who is, in. I'm going to use the Apostle Paul's words, quenching the work of the Spirit in their lives. So it is possible that somebody could truly be a believer and have just turned so sour and, and, and become so miserable to be around, um, but uh, it, it's certainly not God's fault. And when they get to heaven they're going to see just how much they missed out on so yeah it's possible if you read the paul's letter to the corinthians first corinthians um, one of the things that he's, he's scolding them for is that spirit of, of meanness and selfishness, uh, and yet he calls them brothers. He, he tells them they're carnal, he tells them the truth, but he calls them brothers. And I think one of the things, John, that we need to understand is that, that, that every Christian, you, me, Paul, it doesn't matter who it is, every Christian who isn't in the presence of Jesus is going to live in the flesh, and when we live in the flesh, all those things are possible
1: right i appreciate it thank you very much
2: my pleasure john god bless you
3: you know in extension of that you know people who are sick you know they get sick and they're sick and tired of being sick or they've lost a loved one and a lot of times we don't think that that that's going to happen to us as christians you know um but the Lord tells us in this world we will have tribulation as well as anybody else that we are going to suffer. We're going to suffer disappointment and loss as well. But, you know, when it's happening to you, um, it can be difficult. And, and so really, really fighting and or if you know who that person is, really, again, there too, coming alongside another brother or sister to say, I know you're struggling. Let me help you get closer to Jesus. Let's let's pray together. And if they say, no, I don't want to. I don't want to be like uh, the dad who said, I won't, I won't be encouraged. Um, and so you just pray and, and try to keep loving them as much as possible because, you know, we, they want to hear the words, well done, thy good and faithful servant as well, and you want them to hear those words yeah. too.
2: You know, Paulo, in that situation where somebody is really hurting, uh, uh, we understand how difficult it is. I'm not just speaking pastores or Christianese here, but we understand how difficult. It really and truly is when when you don't feel good or when illness is Anthony who called earlier has gone through mm-hmm. uh, just uh, an, an impossible four five years.
3: Four years, she said. F- yeah,
2: four years. Uh-huh. But 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 here's here's the thing that we have to understand. Sometimes now, Anthony, if you're listening still, I'm not talking about you, but sometimes those are simply God giving us tests because He knows what's in our heart, and and tests are hard by by definition. Tests and trials are difficult. And um, I think sometimes, and and I've seen this over and over as people come to the end of their lives, um, God wants to show them before they come to see him, he wants to show them who they've really been serving. They've been serving themselves or have they been serving the Lord? And whenever things go bad and we immediately get sour or immediately turn on Jesus or get angry with God, um, the truth about who we've really been serving all along comes out. And um, as hard as that is to hear, uh, we are as responsible to praise the Lord in bad times as we are in good times. And um, I've just seen that happen over and over and over Um, in people's what should be their golden years turns out to be their difficult years. And God puts them in situations, and he always does it for one reason, because at that moment when they're getting ready to go, he wants them to be ready. And um, we, we just have to understand this myth that if you're a good Christian, good things will happen, um, isn't found in our Bibles. Good show, Paula. Thanks for encouraging us.
3: Well, thank you. I, I, I love coming here, and I pray that people were really encouraged.
2: Thanks for tuning in. This has been the day-to-day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. Lord willing, I'll be back at 4 o'clock tomorrow to take your phone calls and questions. In the meantime, don't be grouchy. <laughs> Tell somebody Jesus loves them.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's right. God bless you. Bye-bye.